Thanks for listening to the Life Changer Church podcast. We are excited you are with us today. Please feel free to contact the church office at 918-341-8344 or you can find us online at lifechangerchurch.com. Enjoy today's message. But it's, uh, it's the season of Advent. You know, it's the season of Christmas right now. And if you hear people talking about Advent or you see an Advent calendar, it's about Christmas. It's really about the Lord's birthday. And so as I was thinking about that, one of my favorite portions of Scripture to read is in Luke. I love the Luke reading regarding the birth of Christ. It's really amazing when you think about Jesus. got here as a baby and lived an ordinary Nazareth life with his mom and dad, his father being a carpenter, for the first 30 years. And then, when it was time for his ministry to begin, uh, you know, and he began to call his disciples. He began to travel and teach and preach. And of course, the very first thing out of the chute, he went to a wedding. And his mother said, uh, they're running out of wine. He said, it's, it's not my time yet. Nevertheless, I love this idea. Even though it was not his time because of a need, because a demand was placed on him in his lordship, he said, oh, take these water pots here and go fill them up with water. And yet when they drew out, it was the finest of wines. And Jesus began his ministry with the miracle of Cana at the wedding of Cana. Oh, my goodness. There's so much stuff. Several weeks ago, Pastor Steve from Children's Ministry brought a message about peace. I don't know if you remember that or not. It was a wonderful word. It was a wonderful word. I was still pretty sick. I was able to be in church that day, and so I got to hear it in person. He brought this word, and it, and it has stuck with me. You know, a word should stick with you. Uh, maybe all words don't stick with you, but every once in a while, one needs to stick with you. That you think about it later, that during the week, or, you know, uh, the word that Steve brought has stuck with me now for all these weeks. And so I began to pray about it this week. And I have a word for you about Steve's word. Or at least he was the provocateur of me getting that word. So we're going to begin in Luke chapter 2. And this is the story of the shepherds. And I'm sure you know it. It's Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 through 20. Ryan's going to have that on the screen for us. Uh, And I'm reading uh, New King James. And now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made, uh, made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at these things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Heavenly Father, I'd just like to ask you this morning that as we sit under the Word of God, thus speak your Word to these precious people. Lord, that you will once again do that miracle of preaching when a mere man speaks the eternal, everlasting Word of God over people. That in that moment, there is a miracle that takes place. That in the hearing ear, faith is, is garnered, faith is encouraged, faith is strengthened, faith explodes into the reality of that person's life. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Lord Jesus Christ, be glorified today in this Word. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> I just want to call attention to the verse, uh, verse 14. This is what the angel said. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, for years and years and years, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, when I would read this, I would read it as God's intention was for uh, to have, uh, you know, uh, peace, goodwill toward men. That was God's intention. <clears throat> I forgot to uh, study the Greek. So I went back and began to look at it because some of the more modern translations say some things different. They present this idea differently. And really, the idea in this verse is simply this. If you're seeking God, God will for you is peace and goodwill. But if you're not making an effort to pursue God, it's up for discussion. See, see I don't know if that's important to you, but that distinction made sense to me. I believe God loves everybody. I believe God's will is for everyone to come to Christ. I believe God made uh, uh, the sacrifice of his son so that everyone could come into relationship with him. 
But listen to me, friends. Everybody is not following God. Every Christian is not following God. Every one of us in this room has had moments when we weren't following God. I really believe God wants you to live at peace. The will of God is for you to be at peace. I don't care what's happening in your life. Oh, I've got a diagnosis. It's the will of God for you to be at peace. Oh, you don't know our economic situation. It's the will of God for you to be at peace. Oh my goodness, in John, the, ver- the text that Steve used, in John chapter 14, verse 26 and 27, uh, Jesus said, the things that I have spoken to you while... What happened, Ryan? There it is. No, 46. 26, I mean. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you, Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Guys, Jesus gives us peace. When you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, peace is your inheritance. Peace is your provision. Peace is God's will for your life. It's your, it's, I, and, and whatever the agitation is. Now, I'm preaching this today because it's Christmas time. It seems like that during the Christmas and Advent season, it is easy to let your heart get troubled. About friends, about, about gifts, about a myriad of things. But we, the will of God is for us to be able to appropriate and live in the peace of Jesus Christ. That's God's will. To live in the peace of Jesus Christ. So if you have a relationship with the Lord, glory to God in the highest, the Savior has come. On earth, peace, goodwill. You know, I like it when people like me. I don't know about you. But I like it. It just uh, feels good. I'm at peace. You understand? So I've been thinking about this. Now, I may have been overthinking this. I admit that's a possibility this morning. But I've been thinking about this peace thing because, you know, as a pastor, and um, I try to run around incognito when I'm in town. I don't go around promoting that I'm a pastor. But people tell me things, and listen to me, there's a lot of folks that are not at peace. Oh, good grief, what about with this COVID-19 business? There's a lot of us that aren't at peace. You know, we've lost a dear friend. Maybe a little bit of fear that you might get it. If you get it, how are you going to survive it? Hard to be at peace. Because of the pandemic, it's impacted, it's impacted jobs. It's impacted the economy. Not as bad maybe locally in Oklahoma, 
but in the nation. It's easy to not be at peace. So how do you stay at peace? One, how do you get to peace <clears throat> in a practical way? What are the maybe steps or, or uh, processes that help you get to peace? So I'm going to suggest a couple of things here. Number one, there's a warfare going on. So please don't forget it. There's a warfare. You remember, you remember what we talk about around here a lot? The entire Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 is the story of violent conflict between two unalterably opposed kingdoms. One is ruled over by the Lord Jesus, the other by his adversary, the devil. And every detail of your life falls within the function and the operation of those two kings. There's a war going on. And just because there's no physical blood, no no battles, no bombs going off that we can see. Trust me, in the invisible realm, there's a battle going on. There's a battle raging in the invisible realm. And principal objective of that battle is to keep you upset, agitated, worried, afraid, depressed, fearful. And if you notice, all those words mean no peace. So the object is to keep you from being at peace. Keep you agitated over things you can't control. There's a war going on. Jesus gave us peace. Every once in a while, when I get to worrying, believe it or not, when I get to worrying, I have to remember to take hold of peace by faith. Jesus, you gave me peace. I'm going to take hold of it. Oh, what does that mean, Pastor? It means i got to trust God. I can't fix it myself. No matter how much I'm agitated about it, it doesn't help. I don't care how much emotion I put into it, it doesn't help. I get bound up in fear and worry. And I don't know about you, but I get short. I don't mean of stature. I get I get short of conversation. I get I get agitated when I'm, I'm when I'm trying to communicate with my wife, my sons, my grandchildren, and I'm not really walking at peace. I get I get short, short with my words. Get kind of. Do y'all know the word hateful? Or is that is that too sophisticated? You just get mean. Impatient. So if you find those kind of behaviors going on, you're not at peace. So in order to be at peace, you have to trust God. So how do you trust God? You have to choose to. You have to choose to. And for me, that looks like I have to say it. Lord, I want to trust you in this situation. I'm going to do what I can do. I loved what Travis said this morning about the tithes and offerings and things. You do your part. You do it as, under the Lord in an honorable way. And then it, you know, it, in some way, and a mystery to me, but in some way, God then is legally able to come alongside and do his part. There's some legality involved in this walking in the kingdom. And it's, not, and it's not legality in the sense of you've got to jump through all these hoops and keep all these rules. 
But there is this conflict that's going on. And the thing that gives you victory in the conflict is your yieldedness to God and obedience. When I'm being stubborn with the Lord, life's not so much fun. Anybody ever been stubborn with the Lord? Slow to obey? One of my sons said to me one day, Dad, slow obedience sooner or later becomes disobedience. That just that was really edifying for me. Oh, it was edifying. I didn't like it, but it was the truth. Does that make sense? So how do I walk in peace? I gotta learn to trust God. I gotta learn to and for me, and I think for a lot of people, you have to say it. When you're in the middle of it, you have to learn to say it. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you with the future. I'm going to trust you with the things I can't control. I am going to trust you. How you go? How, what's that mean? It means I'm just going to trust God. Now, you know, there's another verse of Scripture. Um, Ryan's got it back there. It's 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Have you ever made a list of what you're worried about? What you're afraid of? Have you ever just made a list and just go through it one at a time and say, Lord, I'm just going to roll the care. My care, what's care? It means my worry, my fear, my anxiety. I'm just going to cast that over on you. Say it. Not just think it. Lord, I'm just going to cast this thing over on you. And some things you can't do anything about anyway. And worry doesn't help you. It's not peace. It's not God. And you can live different. But you have to choose to. Because a lot of pressure comes. A lot of pressure comes to get you to live like the world. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a Christian... I mean, Christ won. If you're a Christian, you can live different than the neighbor. But grief, I've had to cast the care of Mr. Biden becoming president over on the Lord. No amen, no. I was not for him. He scares me. And I could get caught up in the fear of that and the worry of that and not be at peace and be a crab to my family and to some of you if you happen to get around me at the wrong moment. Oh, in Jesus' name, of course. Guys, let's not do foolishness. Let's not act out and behave badly and somehow or another rationalize that into being okay because we're disappointed. You hear me? We all have emotions. We all have emotional pain. We all have some emotions that get troubled from time to time. That's, that's just a part of living. It's just a part of living. The question is, are you going to empower those emotions to inform your decisions and your attitudes? Or you're going to say, no, 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 no. No, I I feel some things here, but I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I have the power of the Holy Spirit resident in me. I can live better. I can live at peace. I can trust God. 
Just a thought. So here's my, my three points. You know, every sermon's got to have three points or four or five or six. This one happens to have three. So I got to learn how to trust God. I got to choose to trust God. How do you do that? You build a history with God. Now, if you're a young believer, you may not have a big, long history with God, but if you're a young believer, you know the power of salvation. You're closer to the moment of your salvation than some of us who've been walking with him a long time. And you know the power of that transforming grace. Build a history with God. How many of you can tell stories of time after time over the years, time after time after time after time, God has worked on your behalf. God has worked through you. God has worked on your behalf that you could tell story after story after story of the Lord's provision. Build a history with God and remember it. If you're having a hard time remembering it, write it down. Write down your history with God. I remember in 02 when I had cancer and in 03 when it was gone because I obeyed God and He was with me on the journey. Understand? I remember in 1988 we didn't have the money to pay the mortgage here at the church. And got to the day when it was due, and there's all kind of stuff. And I still didn't have to have. I still didn't have the money. But out of that came some decisions that had to be made, choices, ladies and gentlemen, choices that had to be made that ended the power of that pressure. And I was able to be at peace. Most of the time. 30 years worth. Isn't that something? I mean, I, I'm just mentioning a couple of things. Remember your history with the Lord. Remember what He's done for you. Remember what He said to you. The promises of God, the Scriptures. Remember what God has done for you. Build a history and rehearse it. What do you mean rehearse it, Pastor? I mean, say it. Tell somebody about it. Find somebody who will listen to you tell the story of God's provision. And tell it with joy. Well, God finally came through. Remember, God came through. Build a history with God. Rehearse that history. Tell somebody that history. Stir up by way of pure remembrance, the Scripture says. The promise of God. The provision of God. Build a history. And then, the last thing I want to say, so trust God. Learn how to do that. Remember your history with God and His activity in your life. And number three, learn how to make choices in your life from the place of trust rather than the place of fear. So many times we forget to include Jesus in our decision. So many times we forget. 
I don't think we do it on purpose most. I think we get busy, we get distracted. You know, the cares of this life, as Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, get to pressing in on us. And whatever it may be, you know, it can look like all kind of different things for each family. But those cares of this life get depressing. And we forget, we forget to allow our history with Jesus to help inform our choices. And so we make decisions that compromise us and put us in places that are going to lead to us being uncomfortable and not at peace because we forget to include Jesus in his calculus, in our calculation. We forget. We get distracted. And we go make some stupid decision out of our pain, out of our frustration, out of our fear, out of our need to impress somebody. And for those of you who are younger children, do you understand no matter what kind of toys you give them, it doesn't purchase love for you. Well, I was going to chase a rabbit right there all the way around the building, but I don't, I don't think we'll chase that rabbit today. Just a thought. As you're shopping for Christmas this year, you can't buy people's love. Doesn't mean you shouldn't give them a gift. It just means don't have an expectation that just isn't reality. If you've got little kids and you've raised them, everybody who has has been on that Christmas day whenever you open presents and they like the box better than they like the toy. We've all lived through that. The question is, am I going to be mad about it? Or am I going to have joy in it? Am I going to be able to stay at peace? Or am I going to choose to throw away peace in favor of aggravation? It's a choice, ladies and gentlemen. There's some thoughts about peace this morning. Some thoughts about peace. It's God's will for you to be at peace. It's God's will for you to live out of your peace and His peace. Jesus said, I give you my peace. It's not like the world does it. It's not because you got all your ducks in a row. Every decision has been made. Everything's perfect. No, you live in the peace of God that transcends that. But it's out of your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's out of your relationship. Life changers, whether you're online listening to me today or you're here in the building, it's your relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to live my life out of my relationship from Jesus Christ. I want to make choices and decisions in my life. Guys, I'm 69. I'm, I'm still having to make decisions about my life. And I want to do that from a place of trust and peace, not fear, worry, aggravation. I want to make those choices from out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, those in the building here, would you stand with me at this time? Uh, online, don't click off yet. Don't click off yet. Hang on. Hang on. Would you bow your head with me? Oh, Lord Jesus, as we bow our head before you today, I choose for your peace. Lord, 
If I could choose peace for everybody in the room and everyone online, I would do it. But I can't do it. Lord, it's their choice to trust you, to live out of peace and trust, and to stop the powerful frustration of emotions in favor of God's peace and joy. In Jesus' name, Lord, I bless life changers. I bless you. I bless you. You do not have to live in the stress of Christmas. You can live in the joy of Christmas. You can live in the joy of Christmas. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Life Changer Church Podcast. You can join us each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are located at 2221 Cornerstone Avenue. You can reach the church office at 918-341-8344. You are always welcome at Life Changer Church. See you soon.